You are now listening to MK Podcast. MK Podcast. MK Podcast. to another episode of mk podcast i'm your host michaela tillman just a lost soul trying to make it in this world thank you guys so much for tuning back in for another another episode of mk podcast it's been an absolute blast um just you know touching base with you guys here um last episode was mid-november so it's looking like i am being able to produce one of these episodes a month um, just busy, busy, busy. So one episode a month, I know I said two, um, I was overly ambitious, um, but I've just had a lot of work going on, a lot of extracurriculars going on, especially with this new season coming up, the holiday season. So hopefully you guys are prepared for that. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Just wanted to kind of shout that out at the top of the show. I think I'm going to have room for one podcast a month. Um, now with that being said, I do want to thank you guys, all your, all you returning listeners. It's been amazing to see my podcast jump from how many downloads I've been getting, how many listens I've been getting. Um, let your friends know, let your family know that MK podcast is the place to be. Um, I should be able to, for the, for next year, my goals for this podcast are to have a set schedule. That way I know when I'll be recording, I'll know when I will be dropping those. That way I can get you guys on a set schedule. You guys will know when MK podcast is dropping again right now. The plan is to do that once a month, but that could change uh, depending on how much availability I have throughout the year. So stay tuned for that. Um, At the top of the show, we will be just discussing a few things going on in my life and just some winter fashion tips for you. Just winter tips overall. Um, We do have a great show ahead of us. Uh, The main topic today is going to be um, how to know if you're being exploited in the workplace or not. Now, with that being said, I'm not going to go too in-depth on that topic. There's so much to it, but I'm just going to give you guys a basic rundown. You know, um, Coming from adolescence to my 20s, which is what I mainly like this podcast to be about or the episodes to be about, um, you know, it's really hard to be able to define what is a good workplace in knowing and understanding my rights as a worker. And so I feel like, you know, if if I at that age didn't know that um, and, you know, the people that I used to work around, you know, majority being either teenagers, early 20s, you know, I I started to realize when I came out of a certain industry that um, a lot of people probably don't know this stuff, nor did I. Uh, you know, it took a long time for me to actually educate myself and be aware of things that, you know, can take place in the workplace and things that never should take place in the workplace. Right. So we're definitely going to be talking a lot about that. Um, But let's just go ahead and get right into it. So um, the first thing that I did want to talk about was the fact that I have been shopping. Well, I haven't specifically been shopping, but um, in the previous months up until now, I have been shopping for art. 
And the reason I know I've discussed this on my last two episodes, but I've been shopping for art. And the reason being is that me and my girlfriend, we just moved and we are basically, well, we didn't just move. We moved in the summertime, (laughs) but we're still working on getting all of our decorations and things up. So I've been shopping for art and where have I been doing that? Of course, you guys know me by now. I've been going to Goodwill. Um, so I just want to shout Goodwill out and say that Goodwill fucking rocks. I've been finding so much good art at all the Goodwills now. Of course, like I'm not just going to one specific Goodwill. I've been going to multiple um, to find good art, but they usually have so much selection and they be having the nicest frames and nicest shit in there. It's all about like the creative mind that you have. If you think it's good art, then pick it up, uh, buy that shit. I found one, two, three four, five, I want to say five pieces of art from Goodwill and they've all slapped. Like I put them all in my studio um, and they look amazing. So just wanted to shout Goodwill uh, out at the top. If you guys are looking for good art or just good, like little weird decorations in your house um, or you're a thrifter like me, then Goodwill is the spot to be. You guys know that if you're a thrifter. Um, I did want to go ahead and again at the top of the show, just get into some winter fit fashion. Now, me, myself, I am part of the LGBTQ community. Um, I do, I enjoy wearing men's fashion. Um, so I've been wearing men's clothes for probably the last, I don't know, seven, eight years now. Um, and so I'm not very familiar with what it's like to dress as a, I guess you would like the socially normal, um, woman, you know what I mean? So I do, I do dress in menswear. So this is for the men listening to the podcast. Um, and specifically what I want to talk about is the workplace. Now I know that a lot of places outside of offices have a, have basically a set uniform. You know, if you're working in Um, the food industry, you typically have a uniform that they would like you to wear. If you're working in factories, they typically want you to wear stuff that's safe for the workplace. Um, In the office world, though, my office is business casual. Um, It's usually either going to be business casual or formal dress setting, but my office is business casual. So I'm going to give you topics that actually relate to me because let's face it, I don't know how you would dress in any other circumstance because I don't work in that setting. All right. So, um, the, the, the winter fashion tips that I have for you guys is that buy a lot, a lot, a lot of button downs. Okay. It's fucking cold outside. Let me tell you guys the high in my local area was six degrees today and the wind chill has been negative 20 all fucking day. Now I know if you're listening and you're from Chicago or you're from one of those more, more Northern States, I know you've been dealing with worse guess what? I don't give a fuck. It's about where I live right now. Okay. And I've been fucking cold all day. So with that being said, buy button downs, buy sweaters, buy some long underwear, buy more pants. Okay. Buy some warmer socks. The ones with the holes in them, it's time to let that shit go. Okay. It's time to let that shit go. Throw it in the trash. Ask for some socks for Christmas, whatever you got to do. I need you to get some warmer socks. Okay. So that's the first thing. Go on a shopping trip. Treat yourself. You need a few things for the wintertime, right? Summer's gone. You got to get that shit right. Um, what I like to do and what, you know, is typical of like an office setting is that typically they have like, there's, there's unknown themed days, right? Now you don't have to stick to these themed days, but this is an easier way to go shopping. So on Monday, 
Monday is Monday's Monday. It's like whatever the fuck is clean in your closet, put that shit on and go. Like that's that's Monday, right? Some of us might be coming off of hangovers. Some of us might be coming off of just a long ass weekend. We don't we're in kind of give zero fucks mode on Monday, right? So Monday's Monday. You know, I have no fashion tips for you. You're not thinking about that. You're thinking about I'm trying to get this shit over with, right? So we're gonna skip it on to Tuesday. Now Tuesday, this one is new for me. Um, bow tie Tuesday. So bow tie Tuesday, you know, typically that's going to be with a button down of some sort and then just a bow tie. Now, can you put a suit coat over that? Of course. Can you get a little bit fancy with it? Of course. But to keep it simple, um, you know, it's typically going to be a button down with some slacks, um, or some, I don't even know if cargo pants are acceptable in this case, but, um, I usually do bow tie with a button down with some slacks and some nice shoes for Tuesdays now, we know that Tuesday is also Taco Tuesday. So you can get a little crazy, a little wacky with it. If you did find, if you did happen to find a taco bow tie, then fuck, you're doing the damn thing. But um, Taco Tuesday is always acceptable. Just make sure if you're business casual that you're finding a button down that's appropriate for work. Wednesdays, usually I try to go with white button down Wednesday. So again, buy those button downs every day that it's winter time. You're going to need a long sleeve shirt and what better than a button down, right? So I try to do white button down Wednesday. Now, typically that's going to be like, for me, I'm going to find something with like some nice patterns on it. Um, something that is, you know, just kind of like neutral, but you can kind of rock it with any pair of pants, right? And any pair of shoes that you need to. So uh, white button down Wednesday is going to be the best thing that I do for myself. Um, Thursday, I call that sweater weather. So Thursday, I usually rock a nice sweater. Um, typically I'll just wear like a t-shirt or I'll wear like a collared shirt underneath that. That way it looks a little bit fancier with the collared shirt underneath, but typically I do a sweater. Now my, my company that I work for does not allow like any huge logos or anything on it. So typically I'll go for more neutral colors. Um, black, I'll go for like, a um, kind of like a coffee Brown. I'll go for a, um, yeah, those are pretty much the two that I rock. Um, so Thursday sweaters, Friday, this is where it gets fun. So we do a flannel Friday, flannel Fridays, you know, flannels are super warm in the winter. So I love flannels for Friday. Um, and they are long sleeve. Typically they're super easy to rock with pretty much anything. Usually a pair of khakis will get the job done. It feels a little bit more casual because of the actual material that flannel is. So go ahead, get you a flannel. And again, this just helps me out that way that I know that I'm buying things that I'm actually going to be able to wear versus buying short sleeves in the wintertime. You know what I mean? So that's how I keep my week organized. Doesn't have to be the same thing every week, but those are just some winter fashion tips that I have. And again, it's menswear. So if you wear men's clothing, then that would fit perfectly for you. Um, now also I did want to just overall, I wanted to give you guys some winter tips because again, as we're getting into our twenties, our early twenties, mid twenties, there are some things that maybe you have not purchased yet, or maybe you do not know. Maybe you're just purchasing your first car. Maybe you're just now getting your driver's license. Maybe you're just now experiencing the first snow or ice storm, right? So there's certain things that you're going to have to learn. And so I figured why not just give you guys the fucking recipe for winter, right? Um, so these are just things that I've kind of grown to learn in my 20s. The first one, the very first one that I want you guys to fucking remember is high school days, okay? They're over. 
I don't want to see no more goddamn gym shorts and a hoodie in the wintertime. You are grown. You're grown. Okay. You're grown. Go buy a coat. Go buy a coat. Again, I be shopping at Goodwill. I be at the Peddler's Mall. But invest in a good ass coat. Okay. I've been wearing the same coat for like three years. Just watch that shit. You know, rinse and repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Whatever you got to do. Get you a good coat. Get you something that's sturdy, okay? You need something, not no fucking rinky-dink-ass little jacket, okay? Well, that's not what we're talking about. You need a coat. A bubble coat, something. I don't give a fuck what it is. You need a coat. Now, when you're going into work every day, make sure you're layering up. Don't just put the little bitty short sleeve on with the coat over it and then just some pants. Hell no. You got to put the tank top on. You got to put the long underwear on. You got to put the warm socks on. Then on top of the tank top, you got to put like a short sleeve and then put that shirt on over over on top of that. Like you want to layer up. You want to make sure you got something good to go. Layer up no matter where you're at. Again, these things will prevent you from getting things like pneumonia. Now, germs are what cause sickness. So I'm not going to say you're going to get sick in that way, but... It's always just good to just be warm, bro. Like, you never know what's going to happen, right? So with that being said, you never know what's going to happen. So keep some blankets in your car. Um, Just make sure you have something that will keep you warm because we know when the winter months come, your your car is more bound to shut down and do things that are unforeseeable, right? So keep some blankets in your car. Remember, Go out and buy an ice scraper. I know you've been meaning to buy one for the past five years. That's what you keep on telling your coworkers. Go out and buy one. Stop, stop, uh, you know, sending signals to the person, to your bestie at work and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to sit in my car and wait for my snow to melt. And then they come and scrape your car for you. Hell nah, you grown. Go buy an ice scraper, get that shit done. Okay, another thing with the coat. Okay, so I'm going to pair this with, you need gloves, hat, and a scarf. Okay, you just need one set one set that's all you need but you need gloves hat and a scarf again keep yourself warm like i said it was fucking negative 20 degrees with the wind chill outside like stop playing we are past needing to be fashionable going anywhere i need you to stay comfortable and i need you to stay warm now again i know that you know coming in from your adolescence to your 20s you know mid-20s there are things that we might not know about our cars we might have those old beaten down busted ass cars that we bought from the used car lot well I need you to make sure that you're keeping up with the maintenance I need you to make sure you're getting your tires changed you know check to see if the tires are bald if you don't know what that means I need you to go get unk real quick I need you to go talk to your father like figure out if them tires is is good or not right they're not get them changed get them fixed get them rotated make sure you're getting your oil changes check your battery right check your battery you can do that shit for free at AutoZone I know for a fact AutoZone if you don't know what AutoZone is I'm sorry but know that you can get your battery checked at AutoZone if you need a new one make sure you're taking care of that because that shit's important that way you can still get up you can still grind you can do everything you need to do you ain't got to rely on nobody else right um but you know it's uh it's just one of those things where in the winter time, like, I mean, at all in life, I was never prepared as a, as a young adult for the things that like you don't think about as a kid, because typically, you know, if, like if your parents were responsible, they took care of all that shit. Right. So they were the ones getting you all the gloves and the hats and the scarves and the coats and making sure that their car was good to go. Right. So now you got to kind of make sure that you're doing that shit for yourself. You got to figure it out. Um, so I just want to kind of spit game a little bit and let you guys know, you know, what is expected of an adult in the wintertime. Um, so hopefully you guys are find those tips useful. 
Um, I certainly did whenever, you know, older folks at, at work were telling me like, what is, what is wrong with you that you can't go get a coat? What is wrong that you can't go get an ice scraper? You know, you, you just got to do those things at some point in life. <laughs> um, but that about wraps up the top of the show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into the main topic of the show today. And that is, are you being exploited in the workplace? Hmm. So Michaela, what do you mean by that? Well, we're going to definitely talk all about what I mean by how to know you're being exploited in the workplace. But first, you have to understand what it is to be exploited in the workplace in America. Um, it kind of starts with the type of economy that your country subscribes to. Now, again, I live in America, so I know what America subscribes to. And I'm going to just speak very lightly on the type of economy that America has, because there's a lot of people that wish that America had a different economy versus another economy versus another economy. That's not up to me. I don't make the fucking rules. I just live here. Right. So um, America subscribes to a quote-unquote mixed economy, and per Investopedia, this is a website that I found online, um, I did, you know, heavy, heavy research. That is sarcastic, by the way, but um, based off of this website, uh, it's a mixed, excuse me, a mixed economy. All right, let's try this for the third time. A mixed economic system is a system that combines aspects of both capitalism and socialism. A mixed economic system provides private property, excuse me, protects private property and allows a level of economic freedom in the use of capital, but also allows governments to interfere in economic activities in order to achieve social aims. So, for instance, uh, the UK operates on, on socialist healthcare systems under the NHS, whilst the US offers public medicine through Medicare and Medicaid, as well as its operation of the US Postal Service. So, that's USPS. Yet the majority of its economies are controlled by private enterprises, right? So we have kind of a mixture between, you know, government funded things versus privatized companies or private enterprises. So with the mixed economy, we have lots of freedoms, but uh, it also has lots of regulations that come with those freedoms. Specifically on this topic in the workplace, we call these labor laws, right? So we have privatized businesses, we have private owned business, privately owned businesses um, who have basically come from, excuse me, who have the freedom and the right to own their property. However, if the business employs people, the employer must, that's a must, follow federal and local laws set by the government governing bodies that be. Um, so essentially the way that our workplace works is exactly the way that our economy works. So these are private businesses and they do have to follow laws, right? So in the workplace, that would be labor laws. Now, of course, there are other laws that a company has to abide by, but if a company is employing other people, they have to abide by these labor laws, which I'm sure if you've worked before, you've heard this term. Things like minimum wage, a federally set minimum pay can change from state to state as well. That can be great. However, with privatized business, it's up to the employer to pay more than minimum wage based off of certifications, degrees, and previous work experience. In a perfect world, those things, certificates, you know, degrees, that should matter. That should matter. In America, technically, it doesn't. Um, there are several other laws that are in place to quote-unquote protect workers, but with rules... There always is that one loophole, right? There's always a loophole. And these multi-million and multi <laughs> these multi-million and billion dollar companies are they're gonna find a way to um, basically find that loophole to exploit their workers. That's pretty much what they do, right? 
Um, now, I'm not saying every multi-million and multi-billion dollar company is doing that. I'm saying that there are companies out there. And if you've worked for one, which I'll talk about what that might feel like or what that might look like here a little bit later, then you would understand, you know, the loopholes that they're basically um, getting through to treat their employees this way. So how to know that you're actually being exploited in the workplace? Well, if you're not, if you're feeling like you cannot say no, basically to a task, uh, when you're at maximum capacity with work, then you're now I'm saying that this is just one specific aspect. Now that you could feel like this at multiple times and points throughout your employment with a company, but with the culmination of the things that I'm going to talk about, that's when it's more likely than not that you are being exploited with that company, right? So I'm just going to go through the list of things that I have um, and that I've created based off of not only my research, but my personal experience as well. So again, if you feel like you cannot say no to a task, even when you are at max capacity with work, you feel as though if you do say no, you'll be fired. So um, this is things like when, when the max capacity is not your choice, you're not taking on the work um, and you are basically handed the work. And if you say no to more work, even when your plate is full, right? Even when your plate is full, you already ate, you got seconds on the plate right now and they trying to give you thirds, right? If, if you feel scared to say no, otherwise you will be fired, then, you know, along with these other things culminated together, you could possibly be being exploited in the workplace, right? Um, another one is going to be the obvious one, um, which, you know, most companies, if not all are, you know, they have a policy in place. I'm going to say all companies, you know, because in a perfect world, every company should, if you're employing other, other, uh, people, right. Uh, but sexual or verbal harassment. So verbal harassment, you know, being micromanaged, feeling as though, um, if you don't do any and everything your boss said to do the way that they said to do it, that you will be let go. Now, again, that's not something that is definitive and that is not, not the definition of exploitation, but um, if you feel like your employer is abusive with their words um, in order to get a task done, then yes, um, that is a form of exploitation on its employers and that should not be happening in the workplace. I'm sure you guys have either taken a crash course or an online course um, with companies that you work for in terms of what is considered verbal and sexual harassment and how to handle that. If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the next one that I have here is doing the maximum work for absolute minimum pay. This one right here is probably really commonplace for a lot of people in America um, and probably outside of America too, for being honest, and probably worse outside of America, for being honest, uh, you know, considering that we are one of the richest countries in the world. Um, so my personal opinion is that I'm in the mindset that for a mixed economy to work specifically in the workplace, um, there needs to be a balance between capitalism and socialism. And again, it's a mixed economy. That's what you expect. Um, maximum effort should equal maximum pay in my opinion. Okay. So this is my opinion. This is where it gets dicey. And I know people don't agree with that, but I'm going to say my opinion because that's how I feel. Maximum effort should be, should equal maximum pay. And if the owner cannot afford to give maximum pay, they should expect that worker to do the absolute least amount of work for the least amount of pay. Right? Because if you are an, if you're an, an employee 
and you are doing the most work for the minimum pay, they are making the most money off of you specifically versus that person standing next to you that doesn't give a fuck because that person is getting paid the least to do the most amount of work. And it's just like at a certain point, that's how customers, excuse me, that's how employers begin to be burnt out. They start to hate their lives. They start to hate their jobs, right? And it's just like, why the fuck would I work maximum amount for minimum pay, which is what a lot of employers expect in America. And again, I can only speak from an American standpoint. Uh, so people that are listening in different countries just know that, um, you know, your country might be great with this. Your country might be in a lot worse situation. This is what I'm speaking to here. Um, so uh, let's see here. Instead of what, instead of that, what's happening is in a lot of privatized companies is that they are at will and the company will just fire you and they'll turn and burn employees is what they do. So if you don't want to do the fucking work, guess what? If your state's at will, they can just say, fuck you, you're fired. And guess what? Somebody else can do the job for you, right? Um, so I, again, I'll, I'll just kind of reiterate this a different way. So um, here's my question to you. Have you ever heard the term, if you don't do it, someone will in the workplace? Like, let that marinate. If you don't do it, someone else will in the workplace. If you, excuse me, you were probably in an exploitative environment where they did not appreciate any of your work, if even a little bit of it. And instead of rewarding you, they were constantly telling you that someone else would do it for even less than you make. And that just really, those fucking words right there tell you how much they really give a fuck about you, which is none. They don't fucking care. Okay. I'll just keep it blatant. They do not fucking care about you. They don't care about your personal life. They don't care about what the fuck you got going on at home. They care about you being a warm body in this building. And guess what? If you don't fucking do it, somebody else would do it. We have plenty of applicants in our system that would ha that would be happy to take your spot. And guess what? We could pay them less and they'd do a better job than you. I'm sure that if you've worked at least in the food industry, because that's where I come from, that you've heard that word before. You've heard those words before. Um... Another thing that you could kind of tick off the list of if you're working in an exploitative environment is if your employees simply will not pay you more or provide you with uh, appreciation, incentives, or recognition for taking on more duties. So um, I'm sure that a lot of people have come across this as well. You know, sometimes you're begging, sometimes you're pleading for just a little bit of feedback, right? You're pleading for somebody to come to you and say, hey, can we sit down and talk about something, right? Let's talk about how you've been doing. Whether it's good or bad, if a company is not communicating your opportunities and your strength, that leaves no room for you to grow. That leaves no room for you to create your own opportunities within that work environment. And what really fucking sucks is that if your employer is not doing that in a capitalistic environment, then how the fuck are you going to move up? How are you going to make more money? Again, that's exploitation, right? So, um, you know, it's just... With, with the lack of appreciation, with the lack of incentives, with the lack of feedback given, um, it just creates one of those toxic environments where, again, they say, hey, we're going to pay you the least amount. You're going to do the most amount of work. I'm not going to give you any feedback unless it's negative, right? You're doing a fucking horrible job. Or even if you did a great job, um, you know, saying, hey, you did, you did good today. Tomorrow, guess what? We can do better. Like, that's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, but if we did good, let that be good, right? So just 
from my personal experience, the most exploitative places that I've worked were in the food industry. And you can look up food industry exploitation and you'll find, you know, hundreds and hundreds of articles that have been written about this, you know, peer reviewed, not peer reviewed, doesn't matter. Because this is probably one of the most exploited, you know, labor fronts in America at this point in time. The food industry has no incentives. Again, we're in that turn and burn mindset. If you don't want to do the job, somebody else will do it, right? Also, um, we are basically the mindset for food industry employees is that basically they're the scum of the earth when that's not the case. But that's how people treat them. Um, I'm sure that a lot of you guys have witnessed your parents, your grandparents, whoever walk into a food restaurant and they're fucking rude to the waiter, the waitress, the person taking their order, the person making their food, the manager, the manager's manager, whoever. Yeah, because we see in America, we see food employees as the fucking bottom of the fucking tier. We see them as the, um, the chewed up gum on the bottom of our shoe. Like that's how fucking low we think of, of restaurant employees, right? Um, there's no incentives in the workplace. There is tons and tons of verbal abuse to minors. Um, because if you guys think about it, the places where you see these minors working the most, you know, outside of, you know, when they get to a legal age to actually work, you know, anywhere, um, you'll see that teenagers are working in fast food restaurants. They're working in restaurants as the host, the hostess, you know, the register. They might be, you know, packing the food. They might be in the drive-thru, whatever, whatever. But I have not seen more verbal abuse to people anywhere than I do verbal abuse to minors in the food industry because these managers are thinking that um, the employee, you know, the minor, just doesn't know anything about their rights as a worker. And it's true. These minors don't know anything about working, right? They don't know what it looks like to be in a good work environment. So when they get introduced to this, they're like, oh, it's normal. Everybody's getting yelled at. Everybody's treated like shit. And it's th- that's just what I should expect. You don't have to fucking do that. You don't have to take that. So I'm here to tell you right now, that's not something you have to take. And it took me so long to realize that, you know, when I was in high school, that was my first job was the food industry. That's what I did. And I carried on with the food industry for Uh, seven years. That's what I did. I was in the food industry for seven years and, um, I was continually verbally abused. I was continually, I was continually promised that I would, you know, move up in companies. I would do great. And I was continually put down and put back for opportunities. I was continually told that I would get pay raises and nothing would happen. Um, you know, they'll tell you all these things because they, they truly do want you there. If you're a great worker, right? They want you to make all the fucking money for them. They want you to be a slave to your wages. That's essentially what they want. I mean, it's it's the truth. Um, now, I might be a little extreme with my words, but that's exactly what they want you to do, right? Um, other things like union busting is happening in these workplaces. Now, it's very subtle. They're not just going to come out and say, fuck the union. We don't, we don't want anybody to try to start forming a union. That's not what they want. But if you are being exploited in the workplace and you feel as though these things are fitting to your workplace, now it's way, way easier said than done. Right. But if you are being exploited in the workplace, now is your time to rally the troops. Now is the time to get your soldiers in line. But in all seriousness, um, 
a union is a is a it's a realistic goal that you can reach with you know a certain amount of people you know research what it takes to get a union started in the workplace there's been several new unions that have been popping up across the country i'm sure that you guys if you're you know into this kind of thing you've heard about starbucks you've heard about amazon how hard they had to fight how people were laid off um you know were you know basically fired for basically fighting for their rights as an as an employee and um you know it's something that now looking back on it's like man some of these companies really do need that right some of these companies really do need to get their shit together and sometimes a union is is perfect for that um so that's just one thing union busting is you know the company will keep it under wraps you know they'll train their managers and their higher ups to basically say if somebody's talking about this then we need to step in and do this to curb that right and i will tell you now union busting is illegal there should not be any tactics against union um, talk against union conversation Um, employees should not be getting fired if they do speak about a union in the workplace but it happens all the time because again we have those at will laws um, and from state to state if your state is at will you know and you're talking about unions and you end up getting fired you know a week later because you're having conversations with people in the workplace um, they can fire you for anything. And, you know, there's really no way to file a lawsuit because if your company's not paying you to do maximum work and you're doing all that maximum work and you get fired, well, chances are if they're paying you minimum and you're doing maximum work, chances are you're not showing up on time every, every day for that job. Chances are you took a little bit of an extra break, you know, a few minutes on your break, right? Because you're fucking tired. You're tired of working. You're tired of doing maximum shit for minimum reward, right? So, if you're fired, you know, they could say, well, this person didn't return from their break. You know, we, we told them to, ter- to return from their break, you know, and they didn't. Uh, they signed this handbook that said that they agreed to all the policies that we had in place. You know, that person wasn't wearing the belt like we asked them to. They can, there's so many different things that a company can formulate if you try to sue for like retaliation and things like that. So um, you do have to be careful when you're in the workplace talking about these things because, you know, if you're in an at-will state, of course, there anything can happen let's just put it that way right um now i'm not gonna say anything like anything but anything you know what i mean um things like you know no incentive no appreciation again like i talked about earlier hey great day tomorrow we can do better though um you're just you're feeling like you're never good enough um high burnout with all employees again the burnout is real because they're they're working them so fucking hard they're being verbally abused in the workplace sometimes physically abused you know sometimes and and that's the sad part that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go as far as to talk about that because there is trigger warnings and things that i'll have to put in place before i do that um but those are things that you know it really is it's a lot it's a lot to be exploited in the workplace. So if you are feeling like that, then it's time to either make a change or, you know, start talking to your fellow employers, employees, excuse me, uh, co-workers, should I say, about a union. Um, I don't know if it's worth it to you, especially if you're super young. You know, you might just want to find a better opportunity with better benefits, you know, more inclusiveness, um, you know, people that actually want you there and are willing to work with you and make sure that you get rewarded along the way, right? Um, Let's see here. So 
the last thing that I did want to talk about, I know my episode, my episodes seem like they're getting shorter and shorter, but uh, the last thing I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about my own personal experience with exploitation in the workplace because I haven't been exploited everywhere. I've had, you know, great jobs. I've had not so great jobs. And so um, I just want to talk about one employer. I'm not going to say the company name because it's not necessary to get my point across, but um, I did want to talk about my experience. So um, my previous employer that I was with before I started my new job, um, they were highly exploitative. Um, there were things that were going on in the workplace that I 100% fully did not agree with. I felt myself revolting against it. However, I didn't know why I felt the need to revolt against it, why, why I felt the need to be so volatile when it came to my managers, my uppers coming to me and talking down to me and telling me because again in my mind this is normal but I felt so repulsed by it I felt like why are they doing this it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why I'm in this position and why I'm never going to be good enough to move up why they're not paying me more um you know why I don't have the benefits that I see other people my age have like there was just different things that were going on and um you know it, it really was bugging me I just didn't understand why I couldn't be the person that was making the big bucks right? Um, I was, I was never going to be the person that they were going to say, great job. Thank you so much for everything you do. I just couldn't be that person. Meanwhile, you know, the CEO of the company, um, you know, the, the upper managers, they're getting love, they're getting praised, they're getting everything. And on top of that, like if I had a great idea and I passed it up to my uppers and it gets implemented, you know, they're taking the fucking credit. They're getting the bonuses for that shit. Like I get zero, I get nothing in return. Right. And so that's what was going on in the workplace. And again, I didn't know anything different. I didn't know that there were other opportunities where I didn't even know that there were other companies that didn't treat their employees like shit. I really didn't. I didn't know that that was a fucking thing. And I'm just being realistic. It's like when you've been in something, that's all, you know, how the fuck can you know that there's better somewhere else until you go and do that shit. Right. And so I had, I had had enough. Um, I had been in and out of this company for years and years because, you know, as much as I fucking hated it, it was stabi- it was a stability thing for me. I would go back because I knew that they would take me back. They know who I am. They know I'm a great worker. They know I'm going to do my thing and go home. Right. And they know I'm going to show up because I need the money. So, um, eventually I got so fucking tired of that shit that I said, you know what, whatever job move I make next, I will never fucking come back to this place. There were just so many things going on. There were so many different pages that were turning over to bad to worse. Like it was getting worse in the workplace. And I was like, how, how the fuck can it get worse? I really just didn't understand that, but it did. Right. And so, um, at that point, I knew I had to get the fuck out. I knew that it was not time for me to be there anymore. And something about just, I meditate a lot and I was just meditating on it. I was really just feeling my body and my spirit and everything kind of really just rejecting the entire idea of working at this place anymore. So what do I do? I start looking at different jobs that could pay me the same amount for less work because I was tired of fucking working my ass off and not getting, you know, recognized or paid for things that I was doing. So I wanted more pay for less work. I was in charge of people at my previous job. Well, on my next job, I didn't want to be in charge of anybody. Um, you know, at my previous job, I was working 50, 60, 70 hours a week and I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted a set schedule. Um, at my previous job, I was working any day that they asked me to, 
um, at, at my new job, I wanted something that was going to be Monday through Friday with weekends off because fuck that. I didn't want to work on the weekends anymore and I wanted to just have stability in my life. Um, at my previous job, I, I wanted to, I, I didn't have any HR. I didn't have a place to go when I didn't feel safe in the workplace to tell somebody without, you know, it getting to everybody that I didn't want to know, right? Um, with my next job, I wanted to have something that was secure and have, you know, some type of human resources that was willing to hear me out, work with me, right? Um, at my previous job, I wanted work-life balance, which was never a thing. Um, it was never, uh, you know, hey, take the day off, spend that with your family, take your PTO. It was always, why the fuck are you taking PTO on this day? Hell no, you can't take that. Uh, PTO is a request. You're not going to get that unless I say so. And at my new job, I wanted to have my set PTO and I wanted to be able to take that off because fuck, I got the time and I can take that shit off the fuck if I want to. So with all those things being said, um, when I was looking for everything that I wanted in a job, there was nothing that really fit the criteria. Uh, there's no way to be able to tell if a company is great at what they do, um, you know, great at taking care of their employees, great at paying their employees, great at recognizing and rewarding them because every company is going to say they're fucking great. Every company is going to say, Hey, come work for us. We, we love our employees. Right. So it's hard to be able to, to kind of tell the difference when you're just applying for random ass jobs. So I started kind of, I started kind of listening to what people were telling me, you know, all along, as soon as I started working, people were saying, Hey, go here. This place is a great place to work. Or, Hey, um, my, this person just got hired on up there and they said, it's fucking amazing. Right. And I would always be like, that's awesome, good for them. But I never felt like I was good enough to do those things because little old me, what the fuck do I know? You know, I, I didn't graduate from college. I don't know how to, um, you know, speak properly. I don't know how to have a, a professional conversation. I wasn't taught those things, right? And so this time I went out on a limb and I was like, I'm going to do something completely fucking different from what I've been doing. So I took an office job. Um, I took an office job, you know, I had to basically retrain my brain how to sit still, how to sit in front of a computer for eight hours. I had to learn how to type. I had to learn how to talk. I had to learn how to professionally word emails. Like there was just so many different things that I had to learn. Well, turns out that this employer, and I'm not saying every office job is like this, but I'm saying my current employer, who I'm still with at this moment, was a complete 180 from what I'd seen at my previous employers that I worked for. Um, and something that really stuck with me, you know, when I was moving positions, when I had gotten the job, which I was so ecstatic about, I was so happy to get out of just like a really fucking like demented environment, in my opinion. Um, and you know, it, it was really weird because nobody reached out to me when, when I didn't fucking say anything, when I didn't complain. Well, when I put in my two weeks, now all of a sudden I get a phone call. And it's from my regional manager at the time from the restaurant that I was working at. And I'll never forget what he asked me. And it, it really fucking shocked me that he would even have the fucking audacity to say some stupid shit like this. But he, he goes, Michaela, are you sure you want to take that job? Do you really think the next job will be able to afford you the opportunity you were given with this company? And I just kind of sat there in silence and I said, this motherfucker literally thinks nothing of me because I'm working in a fast food restaurant. I'm a fucking shift manager. So you're telling me that you've given me oh so fucking much by paying me $15 an hour as a shift manager at a fucking fast food restaurant. 
you've afforded me so much opportunity that you think that there's no fucking way I could go to a different company, make more, do less, and be happier. I was so pissed. And I said, as a matter of fact, sir, I'm not even going to say his name, but as a matter of fact, sir, they already provided me with more opportunity than you guys have ever given me in the last five years that I've worked for you. And he just goes, oh, okay, well, all right, it's been nice working with you and I wish you the best of luck. Click. I fucking hung up on. I, I was so pissed. Like I was just pissed. Like that, that kind of, that's the kind of fucking mentality that the food industry has is that we are providing you with the utmost opportunity without us. You wouldn't be shit. And it's like, you can do so much better. So, um, just wanted to kind of prove this guy wrong. Two years with the company, I am three promotions deep and I've been awarded with a, the most prestigious award that you can get within the company. Um, you know, they took me out to a business trip on the beach at a five, at a four star resort and it was amazing. And, you know, I'm just really proud of myself that, you know, I could really step away from a toxic environment that was using me. They were abusing me. They were beating me down and I made it out of that. And I've made myself into a semi-successful employee. Um, now, am I the big wig? No. Am I happy? Hell yeah. Um, I got into a place where I have work-life balance, where my employers are telling me, you need a break. You've been working your fucking ass off. You need a break. You need to take this time off. Enjoy your time off. We aren't going to contact you for anything. Like, give all of your delegations to somebody else. Let them do it while you're gone. You know, it's it's so much, it's just a refresher to understand that outside of the employer that you're working with, you do have freedoms. You can go somewhere. You can be treated correctly. Um, there's just so much that goes into it that I really appreciate you know, feeling like I am included, feeling like, um, you know, I'm not going to be discriminated against for whatever I am, you know, whoever you are, um, feeling like somebody's going to just talk sideways at you for no reason. That's never going to happen in a place where we have a human resources department, not just a person who is, you know, basically being funded by the people that run the fucking company, right? And, and HR is really going to do their job to take care of you as an employer. Now, again, you can get yourself in hot water if you don't know how to be professional at the workplace, but human resources is there to protect you. If something does happen like that, you can go to them. You can make sure that you are protected in the workplace. You know, you can have those conversations. And it's just one of those things that, you know, it really opened my eyes up when I look back at my previous employer and I think about all of the minors, I think about all the young folks that got hired there and how much that that fucking experience is going to stick with them. How much that, you know, I took a part in, you know, exploiting other workers as a manager there and that weighs heavy on me. And so it just, it just, when I look back, I just want to, you know, tell, I just want to go into these places and tell everybody to follow me. <laughs> but um, you know, the least that I can do is just talk about it here on my own platform. You know, hopefully you guys learn something new from this podcast. Hopefully, you know, and not to damper the spirits, the holiday spirits, but hopefully that, you know, you guys just understand that you do deserve better and you can do better. You just got to have confidence in yourself and you just got to take that leap of faith sometimes to understand that 
even though you've not been trained on these things, you know, when you go to that next employer, they're going to train you. They're going to make sure you understand what you're doing. Um, you know, be confident in the words that you speak, be confident in your manifestations that you put out into the world and everything great will come to you at some point. But if you are in a workplace where you are feeling these things that I've described inside of this episode, I want you to take a moment to realize that you are worth way more than that. And reach for the stars. And I truly do mean that Um, you can do anything. And that's coming from a a bitch that works nine to five. So you can do it. Right. (laughs) Um, But uh, hopefully you guys did find any of that information useful. I did just want to, you know, spread spread the love, spread the information that I had. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of MK Podcast. Um, Please don't forget to, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, please don't forget to rate um, with five stars if you can, if you think it's a five-star podcast. Um, Leave comments. Let me know any feedback that you have for me um, any thoughts that you have about this episode it'd be greatly appreciated again tell your friends tell your family Um, one last thing I do want to leave you guys with is to say happy holidays happy Hanukkah Merry Christmas happy new year Um, I will see you guys in the next one again I will be dropping a podcast once a month so stay tuned for another episode of MK podcast again I'm your host Michaela Tillman thanks so much and I'll talk to you next time ta-ta